Hello, listeners, and welcome to COVID Coffee Chats at UCalgary, a podcast brought to you by the Taylor Institute for Teaching and Learning. My name is Maya Anderson, and I'll be your host for this podcast. I'm a grad student in the Workland School of Education, and I'm interested in finding out more about teaching and learning during COVID-19. I feel like we all have incredible stories and insights about how this pandemic has changed our lives and how it's changed the way we teach and the way we learn. So each episode, I'll chat with a UCalgarian and get their take on what teaching and learning has been like during COVID-19. And perhaps if we share these stories, we can learn a thing or two. So pour yourself a cup of coffee and enjoy the show. So this afternoon, I have with me Alex Paquette from a student uh, doctoral candidate and also vice president of the Graduate Students Association. So um, thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thanks, Maya. I'm, I'm really happy to be here with uh, at COVID Coffee Chats at UCalgary. It's really exciting. Would you mind giving us a brief introduction to who you are and what you do at UCalgary, what you're studying and what your role is at the Graduate Students Association? Sure, absolutely. Um, so I'm lucky enough to be a PhD candidate in the Department of Geoscience uh, under the supervision of Mark Strauss and uh, Hector de la Hoya Siegler. Um, my project looks at using that green yucky stuff that no one wants to grow in their, their ponds or their aquariums called algae. And we take that and turn that into renewable energy um, in a carbon neutral system. Um, and my second role is actually vice president academic of the graduate student association so those are my two of my roles for diversity calgary so with that are you doing any teaching as well or is it primarily research based for your doctoral studies for me it's primary uh it's mainly research based actually right now not doing any teaching in terms of your research based stuff how has that been going with covid have you been able to do that or is this like you mentioned earlier this is you're back doing some research today so how have you managed that throughout this time yeah finally being back in the lab is it, it, nice um i'll admit i was like most grad students when the pandemic hit we we're all very i was very very worried about what was going to happen with my research um when i was going to get to begin my research again the University of Calgary came up with a system to allow some people to go back to do the research. Um, I guess almost like a crucial research that needed to be done. Um, so I was lucky to be one of those. I was able to go in one day a week, um, but I wasn't able to get much work done, just maintain my algae culture that I grow um, in the lab. And then um, finally after about four months, I would say around July, August, when things started to get a little bit better, um, the campus was open more to grad students to go back and into research. And then I could actually finally start doing some of my work. Um, but I was super busy with the GSA, handling a lot of COVID issues on that side of things. Uh, I've, I've been officially back in the lab since September 1st, um, and things are going really well. So in terms of work with the, the GSA, how has that all been going for you? Uh, that's a great question, Maya. I would say, um, I'll, I'll quote Jason Kenny here, because uh, this is what I like to do. Um, the burden of leadership was what he mentioned uh, in his last speech. And I would have to disagree with that. Um, I don't think leadership is the burden. Um, I've really quite enjoyed it. 
as you can imagine, being a grad student yourself in the Brooklyn School of Education, uh, I'm sure COVID has impacted you too. Um, and in many different ways, grad students have been affected. You can think about domestic students who are already here, or you can even think about international students, or how about students with parents, or students who are taking care of their parents or taking care of kids. Um, so there's been a lot of issues that have been, been coming up. So I would say this has probably been one of the busiest years the GSA has ever had. Um, but I don't think this has been, it's been, I don't think it's been a, a burn at all to be a leader. Actually, I think this has been uh, a great opportunity um, to not only think about things differently uh, due to COVID, since a lot of things have gone online, um, but I think it's a great opportunity to actually inspire other grad students who are struggling right now and helping those who need help, which is something I'm, I'm very passionate about. Yeah, it sounds like it's probably been a very interesting year to be part of GSA for sure. So is there um, anything in particular that you've done or tried to do to make things easier or work better for graduate students during this time? Yes, absolutely. Uh, there's been a lot that we've been doing. Um, as you might, we've been doing stuff with the, the UPASS. I'm sure as you well know, the UPASS was removed for all students. Uh, so working with the university to get transit passes, working on fees, having certain fees actually kind of frozen right now, um, like the campus recreation fee. That was a big one, a big move by our VP external there and our, our president, uh, Tineo Shrandro. Um, other things that we've been doing is making sure there's lots of awards, grants and bursaries available for grad students. We transferred our emergency bursary over to the register, uh, the registrar's office, which has been great success, making it easier for students to apply for when they need money, trying to help international students coming over here, trying to make sure they have housing. Um, I've been really working on my side as vice president academic. I deal with uh, TAs and, and any conflict students are having in their courses. Um, so basically bringing up any issues that students will be having with their, their exams or tests or assignments or the way courses are running and trying to bring that information to faculty to say, hey, maybe we can improve the way we're teaching certain information. Um, so those, those are just a few of the things I've been working on. Uh, there's been few, many others uh, that, ha that doesn't deal with COVID that we can talk about if you want to, but I would say those have been the, the main mm -hmm. COVID ones. So in terms of those things that um, students have brought to you as things that aren't, aren't working well or are working well, what have been, been some of those things that you've had to address with instructors? Sure, sure. So when it comes to, to teaching and learning, um, specifically, if we first look at the grad student perspective, um, I first want to say I know faculty and professors are working really hard to, to transfer things online. Uh, I know it's extremely tough. It's not easy. So to so all faculty and professors out there that listen to this, um, grad students are with you. We, we know that this transition has been really tough. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I would say it's interesting the way some courses work, right? Having the synchronous versus asynchronous. Some grad students are really enjoying it, some are not. Um, some grad students are saying some professors are putting more effort in compared to others. Grad students, some are enjoying more assignments instead of tests and exams. Others are finding that stressful, saying it's a lot more work that they're not used to uh, compared to previous years when there wasn't this pandemic going on. So that's kind of been the student, grad student side of things if you're taking a course. If you come in as a teaching assistant, uh, a lot of teaching assistants have been saying, well, first of all, it's hard to transition stuff online, which again, we just talked about that, so mm -hmm. no surprise. Um, teaching assistants are kind of feeling, I guess, um, 
negative about the experience in the sense that when they're teaching students over Zoom, a lot of them have their cameras off, actually most do. So just talking to black screens. Um, so it's hard to get like that positive vibe you normally get when you're, you can see when see the difference is when you're looking at a student in a tutorial, because obviously class sizes are usually quite big, but tutorials are quite small. You get to make eye contact. You can see if a student looks confused or not. It's easier to re-explain that topic you're you're talking about um, compared to when you're staring at black screen. You have no idea if they're actually listening, um, if they're confused, are they getting it? Who really knows? So a lot of students have uh, grad student or teaching assistant, sorry, uh, have been kind of bummed out about that. That's kind mm -hmm. of one way of putting it. Um, some are realizing that they're doing answering a lot more emails. Mm -hmm. um, some have seen like when their course started in September, they had 24 students showing up to the Toro. Now they have four or five. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And then the rest of them are all sending emails. So you have this huge work, like you already had a huge workload as a teaching assistant, just like a professor would. Mm -hmm. um, but now you're answering a lot more emails. So instead of answering 10 a week, you might be answering 30, 40, 50, depending on the number of students you're teaing. Um, as well as um, now there's more assignments, there's much more marking to do. Mm -hmm. um, as students who are teachers this has been a really big part of helping professors transition to online. So that workload too, that's not there in their hours. Um, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about with that. There, um, uh, oh, some uh, TAs have to, if you're looking on the STEM side of things, right? Um, or those actually who are working in labs, even kinesiology has labs and so on too. So, mm -hmm. well, so yeah, sorry, that's STEM as well, I guess. Um, some TAs are finding it hard to have students in the lab at the same time of having students on Zoom. Mm -hmm. So you have, have to make sure your students in the lab are doing okay, and you gotta make sure your students on Zoom are doing okay, and making sure the information's being passed properly, um, which as, as you can imagine, can be quite hard. Mm -hmm. So th those are the things from two sides, grad students taking courses and the grad students who are teaching. That's that's what I've been hearing a lot about. Wow. It sounds like it's a it's a big challenge this year for lots of people and lots of things to juggle this year, more so than ever before. So have there been any kind of success stories or things that people have done to make the challenges work for them? I would say yes, definitely. Um, some success stories I've heard is TAs coming up with new and inventive ways to making their tutorials exciting. Mm. Um, from trying, like a lot of TAs have to record videos. Um, so some TAs have really tried to make their tutorials kind of funny or interactive, um, even using programs such as like Kahoot Mm -hmm. where you can make little almost little quizzes online doing little polls during the tutorials to check in with students um i know when it also comes to um i think a, a, a big thing that has has uh, teaching assistants have seen is i think a success story out of this would definitely be the way we organize ourselves as tas mm -hmm. um and it, so there's some TAs who are very good at organizing themselves and others who have struggled. And COVID has bring this whole new factor of, you know, how do I think about when do I have time for grading? And now when do I have time to answer all these extra emails? So some students have come up with inventive ways on how to handle the, the new workload. Um, even I've heard 
great success stories of faculty and professors who have actually made it easier for their uh, TAs to now teach online. Uh, easier, way, easier ways of making sure their TAs, uh, when they're marking, they don't have to mark as much. Um, so I think there has been success stories that maybe we'll see after this pandemic has hopefully soon will disappear. <laughs> um, <laughs> that we'll see those successes actually transfer to something that maybe that all TA starts to do. Excellent, yeah, there's definitely some takeaways and some things that we can look at doing differently to make it work better for everyone, that's for sure. So is there anything for you personally that you wish you had known at the beginning of all of this that you didn't know, but you know now? Oh, that's a good question, Maya. Um, hmm. If you would have asked me when I first signed up for, uh, okay, we can we can tackle this two ways. There's the PhD side as a grad student, and there's the being vice president academic. When I signed up for being vice president academic, I went into the election, um, and I was I was I was hoping to obviously get elected like any other person when you're running an election, and the, all we knew that there was this pandemic happening, and for me, I was fully focused on I had set goals, right? Mm -hmm. I was. Um, Making a new website for all the awards, bursary grants for GSA, creating a new award for, for grad students with disabilities, because we have no award for grad students like that. So um, also tackling minimum funding for grad students, um, as well as um, another big one was trying to highlight the re amazing research that students like yourself are doing and other grad students are doing. So those are my four main goals I put on my, my big campaign uh, when I was running for the elections. I, I think one thing I wish I would have known is knowing how much grad students actually need help. I, I, I knew about before doing a master's at the University of Toronto, Mississauga. I was the president of the GSA there and I experienced that, but that was a much smaller campus with only 800 grad students. Mm -hmm. This had 7,000. And when you have 7,000 grad students, there's a lot more issues that you don't realize when you're running for an election. You know, it's mm -hmm. like you're looking from the out, you're looking at this organization going, I would love to be a part of, I want to help grad students. And you go, here's my idea is to help grad students. And you enter into it and you realize that there's a hundred more issues that need to be fixed. Um, and then the pandemic hit. And then those issues doubled, became 200 issues. So I wish I just had it at that point. I wish I just had a better idea of, of the help that grad students needed. Maybe that would have helped me right from the beginning, getting things prepared earlier and more organized earlier to put more things in place. Um, I'm, for example, I'm not an international student, so it's hard to speak on what an international student needs. Um, so if I wouldn't know that in the head, maybe there's certain things I could change quicker for international students with my group. As an actual student, um, I think one thing I've realized is that uh, it's difficult not to have a lab environment. Mm. Um, for me, it was just normal to always enter in a lab to research, um, but I've realized I always have for granted, like, oh yeah, I'll always have a lab. Um, and now after experiencing this whole pandemic, I, I realize how crucial the lab is to me and how in one minute it could be taken away from me and then it's almost impossible for me to do what I need to do. Wow, that must have been a difficult challenge for you uh, in the beginning anyway, but I'm glad it seems like it's being resolved a little bit for Definitely. sure. So moving forward to next term and beyond, is there anything that you hope will continue or hope will change for the better or worse or just change in general? 
Sure, sure. Um, I think for myself as a PhD student, um, I only hope to be able to continue doing my research, uh, progressing there. Um, obviously, if we close down again, that, that would affect that. Um, but if that has to happen, I, I understand. Uh, health, the health of the people of the society are much, much more <laughs> important than, than research. Um, so I hope the research part continues. When it comes to the actual, the GSA, um, what I hope to see in the future is for teaching assistants. I hope these new methods that the new inventive ways that we've come up with teaching students, um, I hope that we have workshops to train our TAs mm -hmm. uh, to be able to use these new technologies and tools in their tutorials for, from on now. I think it's like, for example, like Kahoot is something that can be always used. Um, I think Zoom is that as well. Mm -hmm. um, for example, some students can't make the office hours uh, and it's easier to maybe have conversations over Zoom, maybe have hours for that to do with virtual and hours to do with actually in person one day. Um, I really hope that for all students that um, obviously the pandemic has affected grad students in certain ways. I know some departments no longer have technicians around. Uh, so obviously there was job losses. So hopefully technicians are rehired or students are, be, are able to be trained to use certain equipment that technicians are only allowed to use so they can continue during their research. Um, I hope that those professors who have come up with all these new ways of teaching pass that knowledge on to other professors so all of our courses can improve, um, even they come in person. So I think those for me is the things I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to in the future and in, in, in 2021 winter term and, and hopefully onwards. Absolutely. Yeah, those sound like really good pieces that we can take from this experience and make life better for us in general after this and beyond. So before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us today? I think I'll, I'll just hopefully, uh, I guess, my, uh, <laughs> joking around with my fiance, who's also doing a PhD in biology here, uh, she calls me Mr. Positive. So I think just a message of hope. I would try to end this conversation with, which is um, to all grad students out there, international domestic, uh, doing research in the lab or at home, uh, back in there, I'm, I'm at home, I mean like even here in Canada or wherever country you're in, to those having to teach as well, to those who are, who are taking care of their parents or taking care of kids um, who are struggling right now. I, I hope you know that, that the GSA is, is here for you I'm here, I'm here for you as a representative of a grad student and that we're working really hard to, um, to make things happen, to make life easier for you. And that I do think, think things will get better. And I do think that we'll learn from the mistakes we've made in this experience. Um, and that if you do need anything at all, the Graduate Student Association is there for you. So please email us, go on the website. Um, we're always willing to chat over Zoom or talk over email. We're there for you. We're struggling too. Uh, so please don't feel alone. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. That's a great way to end this and that note of positivity and the, the need to connect. A lot of people are struggling with that right now. So that's great to hear that and be reminded of that. Well, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon, Alex. That was great to hear your thoughts on what it's been like and how 
it's the whole transitioning has worked out for you as a student and as a representative of students. So I wish you all the best. I hope your research continues and you keep getting in that lab. Thank you, Maya. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for doing this. I think you're doing an awesome job with this podcast. And I wish you all the best in your research as well. Thank you so much. Well, folks, that was my coffee chat with Alex Paquette. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It was wonderful to hear what it's been like to be a graduate student during COVID-19 and also to hear what the GSA has been doing to support students through this time. And thank you to you for listening. For more information on the project, visit the website at covidcoffeechats.ucalgaryblogs.ca. And if you'd like to connect with me, feel free to email me at maya.anderson at ucalgary.ca. Take care and see you next time.